You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavs. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. What's going on with the Mavs gaming team, Isaac? Mavs gaming, man. Um, they had a rough weekend, had a doubleheader, and they start they started off the year really well. They started off like 4-1 and one at the beginning of the year, number one overall pick in dimes, and... This past weekend, it was like a huge weekend um, because the Blaze—they're playing Blazers one of their game, one of their games, and the Blazers is the best team in the league, and so they needed to win. And Dimes even guaranteed the win over the Grizzlies, and I put it in the piece too, and in writing uh, that he said, you know, like, hey, okay, you're saying this, okay, just making sure that. You, um, so yeah. They lost both the games. They're on the outside looking into the playoffs, but there's like there's three weeks left of the regular season, and um, they're not out of it yet. They have the talent; like they can they can come back. But it's a good group of guys, man. It's been it's been fun getting to know them and seeing that lifestyle because me and you both have always displayed video games as this hobby and fun get away from like normal life. And to see this as someone's life, uh, I've gained a new respect for them, and it's cool. I enjoy it. We haven't talked about it too much on the podcast because there's been a, a lot of other things, a lot of offseason stuff. But uh, the, the team—it's been a very interesting thing because they can change their positions around. They can change like what archetypes they have and all this stuff, and that stuff is just fascinating to me. Like trying to figure out who plays best where and. And uh, it's because it's not like an NBA player where you come in and you're a certain size, right? Like one day you can be a six-one point guard, and the next day you can be like a seven-foot center. <laughs> you know, like you yeah, just completely and what, change it up overnight. And if you play video games, you know that sometimes you turn your game on and there's a system update. So like they update the game that you play. Well, a few weeks ago, 2K updated the game and like put in a, a new patch for the league, and the new patch favored this small forward Giannis LeBron type of role to where whoever's at small forward it favors it like kind of gave the small forward playmaking position a kind of a boost a little bit so now you see all these all these teams since then have jumped on this they've moved dimes to small forward in this role they've (laughs) some of these other teams with other like really good players have moved them guys and it's almost I don't enjoy it like and I told him I was like Dimes I don't I don't enjoy this this type of game because it almost turns into a one on one game because they played the Cleveland uh, last week and Dimes had forty three points the other guy fifty four points oh yeah that guy Hood he he leads the league yeah. in scoring yeah so it's just a one on one match literally the whole game like just ISO it out four shooters and they just go yeah. and play and so it's it's different it's cool seeing the different like strategies and there. There are so many different wild things that go on to this. And real quick, before we move on, they're having a celebrity game uh, this coming weekend, and Robert Ori's playing. No. And Brian Scalabrini. Um, some other random people. They're ha- This is what <laughs> they need. This is the next step 
in, yeah. in the 2K League. They need to get the players involved. And there's there's some um, there's some loops in the loopholes in that or trying obstacles to uh, to making that happen. But I mean, Adam Silver and stuff has came to their event and you know been on the broadcast. The deputy you know, Mark Tatum has been there different times. They just need to get players to come on board. There's so many players that play this game. If they can just show up to one of these events or at least tweet about it somehow, somehow, like it would make the league go farther, I think. It only took 20 years for NBA players to start tweeting about the WNBA, so we can only imagine how long it'll take for them to start tweeting about the 2K League. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Doesn't that, isn't that just the case? Kind of. I almost think that they would tweet about the 2K League more than WNBA. And this is just the new generation of, of NBA players. So hopefully it's just the new generation of NBA players and not just that it took them that long to, you know, to figure like it out. Like, I could totally see Kyle Kuzma tweeting about it. That's because you love Kyle Kuzma. No, it's because you have a tattoo of him on your back. <laughs> it says Kuzmania in big block letters. <laughs> Lakers don't have a team in the 2K. I know. I was really surprised neither LA team has. Neither the Clippers. There's with, a rumor. There's supposed to be five to eight teams join next it year. It has to be both. Like I can't I can't believe I couldn't believe that the Clippers with Balmer didn't have a team. That was just so surprising. Get this. They travel to New York City every single weekend and play, okay? Yeah. This Warriors team flies from Golden State to New York City every single Friday <laughs> and plays one game for 45 minutes yeah. and flies back to Golden State. This weekend they that, played two, but yeah. That is some serious flyer miles and serious <laughs> travel for some guys. That is pretty wild. Like every single week. Every single week. Man, you get used to the normals, the normal. Uh... <laughs> because I thought when I went to in New York with the Mavs gaming team a few weekends ago, I was like, man, y'all do this every single week respect like this you know this that's a that's a trip it's just bam 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 fly get there you know everything's just quick and then i'm like y'all do this every single week and then i'm looking at some of these other teams like golden state i mean that's and it's a lot harder to if you've ever gone on like a missions trip or like a group trip with your school or something it's always harder i don't know why but it's always harder to fly with a group of people than just by yourself Yes, you know you have to keep all this group together. You have, you know, you have to travel and they're not together. flying private. They're yeah. not on the Mavs team playing, guys. So if that was the case. That's awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be great. But so anyway, cool. that, that's not what we're going to talk about today. Even though we've we've spent some time on it today, we're going to talk about Yogi Ferrell. Since we didn't get to it on Friday's show, since it hadn't happened yet, by the time we recorded the show, uh, we will talk about Yogi. What this means for the Mavs roster. And then uh, talk about the Sacramento Kings a little bit. They have an interesting roster. We'll talk about that. And then we'll get to what the rest of the Mavs roster looks like now with Yogi gone. Uh, I think I have a piece going up either Monday or Tuesday with listed some guys that we've talked about on the podcast and some extra ones that the Mavericks could target to try to replace Yogi. So go check that out on Mavs Moneyball. Isaac, what you got going on? Uh, I mean, I can't. I can't plug my story enough on Tony Ronzoni, and um, hopefully, uh, maybe sometime this week we can uh, talk a little bit about it. Just some some things that we liked about it. Yeah, go read it first before we talk about it. We're not gonna we're not gonna spoil it on the show. Yeah. So it, you kind of listeners who've read it, you see what I mean when I say I would say it's not it's not for everybody. Like it's a little nerdish. Like for basketball, like you you really got to be into basketball and like I love that it. whole I love the it. whole process to like enjoy. I wouldn't say the casual NBA fan would give a crap about it, <laughs> but uh, but it's just kind of an insight of what the scouts' life look like, and in particular, 
in my opinion and a lot of other opinions, um, the best international scout in, in the league. And I, I will say this, a cool moment. Uh, Tony texted me later on that day and he's like, man, like that was awesome. Blah, blah. blah. You know, he saw it, whatever. He said, coach K has already texted me about it. Yeah. Talking about how cool it was. So that's your that, dream. That's your dream. I can't stand coach K, K but, <laughs> but it was cool for uh, Tony to uh, say, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. Really? I, I like hate on this guy every year, all year <laughs> since I'm a big Tar Heel guy. So, but it was still uh, cool. Uh, I'll just say the Team USA coach <laughs> gave me props, so that was that was fun. <laughs> if he calls you up and says, "Hey, be like our director of media at or our director of, of content at Duke," how much are you paying? Because if it's going to pay for my wife and my new and my new son, we might have to change and throw in some gear. Your new son, who hasn't been born yet, correct? Has not been born yet. Okay. It is right. any any hour. We could be in the middle of this podcast and we leave. If you if it ha- if it happens in the middle of the podcast, we're record. I'm recording the rest of it by myself, and I'm going to post it because I just want everyone to be able to hear the the panic, the sheer panic in your voice of her running in. My water broke. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great day. Like when you stick with the podcast as long as some of the day ones have where they've been with us for over a year, just the change in our lives and you like, you like grow with a person, especially guys, you know, we're, you know, young guys going, getting into our careers and stuff. You like grow with these people. And like, imagine that that'd be such a crazy moment for everybody to like. And that's why, that's why like now we're going to get deeper real quick before we get into mass stuff. We still haven't talked about basketball. This is, we're going to get a complaint. This is, this is why I have, Especially with like my social media from Twitter, you know, and all this stuff. I don't want people to. That's why I'm. All, you'll always see my face as my Abby. I want people to know what I look like, who I am inside of my life, because I want you to get to know me. Some I want to. Not only am I a Christian, and I want to. Um, hopefully, someday tell you about Jesus. But like, I I want you to like grow alongside. I don't want to be some internet presence that. I have some fake picture as my Twitter Abby, and you never know what I look like, and you, you never know anything about my life. Like, if I'm not doing this to uh, impact people from the for the better, then I need to stop doing it. So, that's I like that that w- that's designed uh, by us. Like we we I want you inside. I want you to come into our lives and like know about us and grow with us. So that's that's cool. If uh, if you want to make Isaac more mad than anything. Get at him on Twitter and not have your face as your, your Twitter happy. <laughs> Come at me as a cartoon. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. On that note, we have to take a break. When we come back, we'll tell you why Yogi Ferrell was not the one that got away. It's not the prodigal son. All right, Isaac. Yogi Ferrell, not the one that got away because I think it was okay that he left. I think it was... I think it was it was good that he left. I don't think he was going to be put in a good role. We we mentioned on the podcast that that it was very interesting that he was promised the backup shooting guard role. He played pretty good off the ball last year, but I think I mean his future in the NBA is as a point guard, and he just wasn't going to be able to get those minutes because Brunson's not going to be as good as Yogi off the ball. So they're going to throw Yogi off the ball. JJ Barea is still around. Obviously, Dennis is going to be starting. Luca is going to have the ball. Like, he just wasn't going to get that opportunity. So I think it was just best for him. He also got. Uh, another year, I think the second year did it really come out that it was a team option? 
or was it? No, I thought it was guaranteed for some reason. Okay, well, I don't. I, I I was looking and I couldn't find it anywhere like concrete that it was. It was that, but two years, six point two million. So he gets just about a million more next year. Which, if anybody, you know, anybody listening would go to another job if they got twenty percent more. You know what I yes. mean? Like like okay. any single job, be like, all right, we'll give you twenty percent more than that job. Like, all right, I'm in. Uh, so good for him. Um, but yeah, he just wasn't going to get the opportunity in Dallas, and I'm glad that he. Uh, I'm glad that he he jumped ship, and he's going to get a good chance behind De'Aaron Fox to be the backup point guard, which is what he should be in the NBA. You quote tweeted somebody on Twitter today, and it was I think it's somebody that covers the Kings, and they said something along the lines of, "You can tell how how to value a player when you see their fan base is like really upset uh, that they're leaving." And I don't know who that I don't know who that was, and he's and he made the point of yeah that's it's, how, it's a it's a guy named Greg at G G Wiss G Wiss oh he's a, yeah he's hilarious but he said I always pay attention to how a player's former fan base reacts to them signing elsewhere I can tell you that Dallas's fans are really really unhappy to be losing Yogi Ferrell okay what fans does he follow yeah that's because, my question because that's that's my thing like listen now hear me out yogi is a great as a good dude and he was cool to talk to in the locker room and we've said it before if the if it is a backup role you know if you're saying if jj beret was not on the team and jj bread did not have the significant value to the franchise that he does and the history with it then i can understand like people making a case of like hey we should keep him and like you know, trade JJ or something like that, but that's not gonna happen. JJ had a career year, like it's awesome. Yogi deserves to be this backup point guard. So like the whole thing is, I just I don't I don't know too many people that's like so genuinely upset about it. Like people were comparing it to DeAndre's situation. I'm like, mm, no, no. I, I think it's I think almost. That, I think the, that was the thing that that got people. I think some people reacted in that way. I I had some people in my mentions that were upset about it. There's an account that's a really big fan account. It's uh, I, I know he listens to the show. It's it's Mavs underscore FFL, and uh, it's a really big it's a really big fan account. But they posted this video of this guy. Uh, of a guy like kicking a TV screen, like this is when ESPN says that Yogi backed out of there. So, I, I, to me, it's that kind of stuff that you know the the fan reaction that he got. I think that's where he got it, to be honest. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was only just that account that he saw because that's a really big account. Yeah, and like I mean, fans love fans loved him. I mean, how he came, like his story to the Mavericks and stuff, and that Blazers game to when he hit like all those three pointers and. From the ten day contract to signing the deal and like all that different stuff, what you laughing about? Because you sp- you just spoke about how how JJ Brea has such a high standing with the Mavericks and how he has this prominent role. The Mavericks just retweeted this. Uh, <laughs> he's a guy. Uh, he's like a New York Times writer and all this stuff. He's uh, he's in Puerto Rico and in Cuban and JJ Brea are down there like building a uh, a basketball court. And the guy tweeted, it's not every day you can say an NBA team owner and former pro player built your court. And the Mavs just retweeted it. <laughs> so, uh, former pro maybe, player. maybe Yogi should have stuck around. <laughs> now, if that I, was the case, yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't think JJ's retired. I think that, that guy just... Uh, <laughs> why would they do that? That's weird. That is um, really weird. But no, JJ's but, not retired, by the way. No. No. 
And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're like, we're upset for the player, like the person, like, oh man, shucks, wish you could have stuck around. But I'm telling you right now, if we sign Pat McCall and we basically swapped out Yogi for Pat McCall, I'm jumping for joy. All right. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, thank you for your uh, for your time here, Yogi. But uh, no, yeah. So that's the thing. It, it's I didn't blame Yogi. Like I, I had no issue with it. I think the Mavericks. Now listen, the Mavericks did want him back. Like they did. They like. They agreed to a deal. Yeah, I mean they they obviously agreed to the deal. So like, it was just a weird situation all along because they you know they rescind the qualifying offer and then they offer him like less and it was just it was a weird all along because when the deal first came out we even talked about it locked on like it was purely team favor deal like i mean one year deal for you know, yeah we less really than the qualifying offer and the second year was non-guaranteed so and you're going to be playing out of position like all of those uh, went against the grain for Yogi, and I'm like, surely there's a team out there that would offer him a better role and more money than Dallas. And I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think it was come from Sacramento. Well, they're the I only ones she- that had real money left. I see. There's some teams with ex- some exceptions, though. Like I thought Chicago would use some of the exception on him yeah. to back up uh, Chris Dunn. He's Did- definitely better than the little dancing rat. What's his name? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> The little dancing dude that came from OKC. He's horrible. <laughs> Cameron Payne. <laughs> Cameron Payne, that dude. And so it's like he's like, definitely. I thought it was a pun. I was like, wait, whose name is like a rodent? Like a mouse? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, so like Yogi's definitely better than him and just all of that. But like I mean, we're going to already talk about Sacramento in a second. But I mean, I like Frank Mason a lot. And I don't think it's a lock that he's going to like be above Frank Mason. Well, they also don't have the best two guards either. Like they, their their group of guards is not the best. So I think Yogi's True. gonna have a chance to play next to Fox too, because Fox is bigger too. So Fox yeah. could like play the two or play off. You know, like they could work that way. But um, yeah, the one another thing about this is a lot of people are always like, oh, they should just wait out. They should just wait out the market, and then they can offer a player like you know, like lower than you know what they thought and below market value. And this is what happens sometimes if you try to lowball a player or offer him lower than you know he thinks he can get somewhere else. He's gonna find somewhere else and go somewhere else. You know, there's somehow there's always money. There's always something. Somebody's got an exception. Somebody has cap room left, and Sacramento Kings just happen to have cap room. And uh, you think, man, nobody would want to go to Sacramento. But if they pay him, you know, like we said, 20% more or a million more dollars, then he's going to go over there. Yeah, and it was just the it was the order of events, too, that made it kind of uh, more weird. The Indiana, the, the local Indiana station that posted the video of talking to Yogi the night after, the night of the, the day that he agreed to deal with the Mavericks. And he's sitting there saying, man, I'm just happy to be back in Dallas and get this taken care of and blah, 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 blah. Literally the next morning is when Shams tweets out, he's backed out of the deal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Somewhere in those 12 hours, the Kings called Yogi's camp and said, you don't need to take that deal. We're going to give you more money and the chance to compete for a backup point guard spot. Yeah, Yeah, you wonder who it was that changed his mind. Was it the Kings, like you said, the Kings called in and were like, hey, we can offer you more. Or was it, did you see the, the Paul George documentary? No. Well, I didn't watch the last one. I think one. in the second part of the Paul – I didn't watch the last one either. But there's there's three parts. I watched the first two, and then when he wasn't going to the Lakers, I stopped watching. When uh, In the second part, <laughs> in the second part, his uh, 
which uh, in the second part, his his agent is like has like a PowerPoint presentation, and he's and Paul George is like sitting in this like row of chairs, and he's looking at it, and he's like trying trying to take it all in, and the the, <laughs> the agent is like showing him all these figures and all this stuff, like okay. If you stay in OKC, you take this much. You can make this much. If you go somewhere else, you can only get four years and all this stuff. He's explaining all the salary cap stuff, explaining who has money and all this stuff. I wonder if it was something like that where the agent sits down and is like, hey, actually, you know, you can get some more probably somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. Like, you just wonder who, who got to him first. Yeah. I mean, just something had to happen that night or the next morning. And – yeah, I, I think it I think it was just Sacramento opened their offer. I mean, Yogi was so confident in that interview that night, and uh, I don't I don't believe that that table is that deal was on the table, and then he's just like out of nowhere. Nope, oh, I'm gonna do it. And I wonder how legitimate. And I know it was from Shams, so it probably was. But how legitimate? Like they agreed on a deal, or it was just like Yogi was like, "That sounds pretty good." You know, that's that's a place we can start. You know, or something like that, where he it wasn't he wasn't fully committed to it. But it, it sounded like he was leaning towards that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just wonder yeah. how far it got. Like, that's the, that was my first thought. The other thing that was interesting to me, and I wonder if this was just former interest, but it was also reported he had interest from the Pelicans and the Cavs. And so you wonder if that came in that time between when he backed out of the Dallas deal to the, signing the, or agreeing to the Kings deal, or if that came just before all of this, and they yeah. were just mentioned as these teams were also, you know, I wonder. That's what, true the order of events for that too also i tweeted out something about the pelicans interest and i said yogi is greater than alfred payton and that kind of some like a few people were like quote tweeting it and like replying and stuff and say wow this is a bad take and i'm like it's not I'm, i don't think it's that bad of a take i mean i'm okay to have my yeah, own okay, opinion so you can disagree but i'll take yogi over alfred payton alfred payton got an audition on the suns and they decided to just go with Brandon Knight, who they had just completely <laughs> benched forever instead of instead of re-signing him. I mean, yes, okay. And like somebody came out with the stats and stuff, and I'm like, Yogi's played literally like 50 games, and Alfred Payton's played, and Yogi's played 50 games, and he's played those games a lot at shooting guard, his unnatural position. Alfred Payton has played 250 games, and. Most of them, if not all of them, have been at the point guard spot. Yeah. And a lot of them have been the starting point guard spot with the opportunity to become something. Give Yogi that chance and, yeah. The point guard spot on the Magic. On the Magic, exactly. <laughs> Who have no point guards. They're just begging for him to be good. All right. <laughs> when we come back, Isaac and I will go through the rest of the Sacramento Kings roster and the Mavericks roster, talk about them. There's some really interesting things, how we think the Mavericks roster is going to shake out now. Uh, and we will tell you why this is the best Mavericks roster in years. <laughs> All right, Isaac, how does the Mavericks roster now kind of shape up after this? Yogi's gone. Yogi was promised the backup two guard. We both think that Dirk is going to start and Wes is going to kind of come off the bench. Going to be that Dirk starts for four minutes kind of thing and then comes off, you know, then goes to the bench. West comes in for him. That lineup plays for the rest of the first quarter or whatever. Uh, how else, how do you think that this roster now kind of balances out? Who takes Yogi's minutes on this roster? See, I, I think Yogi's minutes comes uh, like comes from somebody that's not on the roster right now. And I think it, by the way, Yogi played like like almost 30 minutes last year, a game last year. That's a yeah, lot. Well I, th- well, I think some of his minutes will come with Brunson. And but like not all of them. Uh, one, 
I mean, we've said forever now that all the signs pointing back to Devin Harris from him being at a Mavs draft party um, to Donnie and them talking about it from after the trade deadline, even on draft night, mentioning his name. Um, so, like, that's an obvious, I wouldn't say replacement, or obvious bring back that they could. Uh, but I, th- I think they're still holding out because now with the Yogi thing, all right, so there's a reason why we are, we were all saying, Nick and I both were saying, they have not signed any of these people yet, all right? Like when we were talking the other day on the podcast. As we far saying, as right. they haven't signed Dirk, Salah, they haven't signed uh, Ryan Brokoff yet. Exactly. Those, those three guys. And at that and point, then, they hadn't signed Ray Spaulding. Now they have. Yes. So that has been the only signing since the last podcast we did. So Ray Spaulding is inked to his deal. Two years guaranteed. Um, a little bit of investment to him. That's awesome. I know his like a real rookie like, deal, which is awesome. Yes, and it, I'm beyond thrilled for him. And yes, you um, knew about him. I don't think did I know about him? You did know. Uh, him. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so then when you uh, so then now we're just waiting on the whole the order of events with Dirk Salah broke off. Um, and then what happens before then? Because now, to my understanding, we're looking at around like what six million in cap. Yes, with Yogi. Yeah, that's correct. <clears throat> Maybe a little over six million now that Yogi's off the books. Yeah, with the minimums don't necessarily don't necessarily count against it, and then uh, Dirks will count against it though. So whatever we're gonna give to Dirk either counts against that, or he could take that that exception that four point four four point six million dollar exception. Exactly. Unless there, if there comes a scenario in which, which, I mean, it would, it would suck to convince Dirk at this point, or for, this would be the ultimate Dirk saying, you know what, I'm just for the team. Like he's always been for the team, but if he gives up like five hundred thousand for freaking Pat McCall or David Nwaba, or even like yes. if they hit the home run and say Rodney Hood, like if he gives that up for Rodney Hood, like. It says, I'll take the exception if we can take the flyer on this young wing. <laughs> like, that That just all you'd have to All you'd have to do for the Rodney Hood thing is just play him that shot that he made, that game-winning shot that Rodney Hood made, not last year, but the year before. I think it, what was it? Wasn't it in Utah where Rodney Hood hit that game-winning he, shot against the Mavs? I feel Mavs? like he's killed the Mavericks for like two years now. <laughs> just play that video over and over again for Dirk, and he'll be like, all right. <laughs> By the way, the uh, remember the guy that I said that, that tweeted that <laughs> – that uh, JJ was a former pro player. Yeah, he deleted the tweet and redid it, and it says pro player now. <laughs> that doesn't say That's former hilarious. anymore. Anyway, carry on. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> what were you talking? Uh, so with I, Dirk? I mean, I think Doncic gets a lot of these minutes. Obviously, <laughs> I think that you know he's gonna. Yeah. I think he's gonna start at two, and then he'll move to the three or the four when when West comes off the bench for Dirk. So a lot of those minutes are going to be eaten up by by Doncic, uh, Wes, and then kind of after that, your two guard spot is. I mean, you don't have you don't have many guards on this team anymore, which is really weird <laughs> to think about. Yeah. This team has seemed like it's been all guards forever, but Dennis, JJ, Brunson, Wes plays a ton of three. I don't know if he'll play that much three, but those are your three only real like. Only guards, yeah. you know, the, the guys that can't play anything else, which is kind of nice. <laughs> I mean, next after that, you're looking at literally Barnes at six eight, Luca six eight. I mean, Dor- Smith Dorian like Finney-Smith has played. He played a lot of two last year. Not a lot. He played some two last year. And then I mean, Brokoff. Brokoff's like six 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 seven. So he could I mean, probably play point. some two. 
Yeah, that's why I, I, there's still some moves to be made, and it's not just these open spots now because, you know, obviously we're talking about Yogi in the rotation, but that's another roster spot. So, yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to roster all of these bigs also. So I think you're looking at that Maxi, Salah, Motley. How many of those three do they keep come camp? Do they? We, they've talked. You know, do they trade Motley? Does Maxi get kept around? Something can, along those yeah. lines. They and can, then you have two spots open. And they could still send Spalding to the G League. You know, he could be on the roster and still be sent back down in a sign. Yeah, so there's a scenario in which that I see in which they get rid of one of the bigs, one of Maxi Salah Motley, and bring in both Devin and then another guy. You bring in Devin at like if he's willing to come in at like a minimum deal and then you spend, you know, Four million or something like that on you know we we mentioned Rodney Hood but the Cavs are going to match anything the only way they're getting Rodney Hood is if they say you know Rodney get Grant gets his rights the one thing about the Rodney Hood thing is they're still over the tax or they're still over the uh, the salary cap so anything that they give Rodney Hood is going to count extra for them so if but you, have they hit the tax line though I feel like they have a no but they're in the repeater because they were over the luxury tax for the last couple of years. If okay. you're over the I think if you're over the luxury tax three of the last four years, I think it counts as repeater, and they are definitely that. <laughs> hmm. So I. But they it, definitely want to bring it extra. back. Yeah, they should. Right. So. But are they going to want to pay? You know, however much it's going to cost. If if he's if the Mavs pay him five million, is he going to be what worth like cost fifteen million for the Cavs? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Is, is Gilbert going to want to do that? Maybe I don't know. I don't know how the exact numbers work out that way. Yeah, so so like there's a scenario in which let's uh, that they at this moment if they sign Devin and let's say they say uh, sign somebody like Devin Waba and then they get rid of somebody like a uh, Motley Maxi or Salah. That way you add a couple more guys, the guard wing depth, um, while still not having your forklift of big guys. Yeah, and right now, right now I'm counting 14 players. If you count Brokoff, Maxi, Spalding, you know Salah, Dirk, uh, two two-way guys. Motley's still on the two-way, so you know he he yes. could just start the season as that. There's you know there's a report that he was going to look to be you know traded or whatever. That could still happen, but there's a yeah there's another another roster spot, and you can have 16 players in your roster. There's different provisions to be able to do that. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's like we said, we've, we've been saying for the past couple weeks, it's okay to leave this spot open. It's okay to yeah. hold on to this. We never know. Atlanta just released or waived Antonius Cleveland the other day. I'm a big fan of him. And like, it wouldn't surprise me if the Mavs showed him interest because they loved him before he broke his foot and all that stuff. But you just never know what, what could shake out between. I mean, they could go after Jalil Oak. <laughs> just kidding. Just wouldn't kidding. That be, wouldn't that that would divide the fan base so much because there's still people, there's still pe- Mavs fans that believe in Jaleel Okafor. You know who you are. <laughs> what if they, especially if they drop somebody like Motley or for Jaleel yes, Okafor? Yes, if it was Motley, that would, that would be the the most. That would send the fan base up in flames. Yeah, and I know Salah's going to count as a roster spot, but he's only a minimum, so you're not really too worried about that cap wise. Broke off the same way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like we said, Brokoff, Salah, and Dirk have not signed yet. So, they're just kind of filling it out, seeing what happens. Now that Yogi's gone, that kind of not resets the table some, but 
you know, they were banking on him being back, obviously, and now it's, hey, what, where do we go from here? Some guys we're looking at, and um, we'll see. There's no rush at this point, and there's nobody else really big on the market. I mean, you're not, you don't have nothing for Capella. I will say we're the only, only one of the only teams left that have like this amount of cap space. Sacramento, <laughs> yeah, Sacramento has like ten or eleven, but like, I mean, we're sitting on like six or seven right now, so. <laughs> Yeah, so there's not a ton of competition. Uh, Sacramento, uh, Yogi's probably going to get that backup point guard spot. Frank Mason will probably slide to that that third point guard kind of spot. But the only I two, see, I'm not sure about that. Frank Mason had a really good year, and I know they love him a lot. The only two guards they really have is Buddy, and then they got Ben McElmore back in that trade. Oh gosh, <laughs> and Yogi's then, better than Ben McElmore. And then they have, uh, you know, Bogdanovich and uh, Justin Jackson, your boy. I think they'll play Bogdanovich at the two zone. Yeah. Justin Jackson played a lot. Last I looked year. up I looked up Bogdanovich's numbers on uh basketball reference and he was like eighty percent at the three. That's weird. Not not three point shot, like playing at the yeah. small forward or playing whatever. The, uh, they got Belitsa now. They're they do have Belitsa now. Their bigs are so interesting. You have Giles who ever like even in the story about um about Yogi, Shams mentioned like, oh, they now they have Yogi now who's going to play with this young, exciting core of Fox, um, Bagley, Giles. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, Giles didn't play a single game last year, but he's part of their, you know, their so I core put, now. I put Bogdanovich over Bagley and Giles. They have so many. I think it was Bogdanovich was the other one, but oh, they have okay. so many bigs like Bagley, Zach Randolph, Bihalitsa now, Willie Colley Stein, Scowl. Giles, Costa Kufis, like, man. On, that's a forklift right there. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do with that group? The real question, Nick, is Josh Hart better than Yogi? Yes. Yeah, come on. It's a bad question. I thought you were going to ask me about Michael Beasley. I'm just kidding. No, oh, no. That I have that on my little notes here for the end. <laughs> Let's Michael just go ahead and get it out. What's it? What, sell me on Michael Beasley. I'm waiting for this. The four horsemen of the apocalypse have been completed. They have Rondo. They have Lance. They have Beasley and Javale. They've finally been completed. I don't. I don't know. I think. The, I think Beasley makes more sense than Lance. <laughs> but other than that, I'm kind of like, eh. What the crap are they doing? I don't know. I mean, at least they're all one year guys. It's not like they're messing up their next year's cap with, with the second year. You know. Yeah. But, I don't know, Beasley, like, to me, Kuzma is already as good as Beasley, and they do kind of the same things, you know? Like, you're just yeah. bringing on an older guy that does similar things. Here, here's, my, here's my thing with it. I would be okay if these veterans had a mentorship type of presence. Like, if you sign Richard Jefferson Which over by, Michael Beasley. Yeah, by all accounts, Rondo kind of has, but we know what Rondo can be. <laughs> but he's been... Stop. He, you know, pe- people really loved him in Chicago, and they loved him in uh, in New Orleans. Oh. Uh, uh, they loved him great in Chicago. But, obviously, obviously, okay, but I'll just be on the record. Obviously, we know it can go both ways, because <laughs> in Dallas, it obviously went the complete opposite way. Maybe he's changed since then, but... Who knows? I mean, you throw your hands up in the air. This is the way the team is now. Yeah, like players. I feel like players do like do like playing with him. Right. It's right, just right. a matter of like, it's just weird. The Lance, Javale, Beasley, 
Ja- I don't know. JaVale yeah. is like, fu- like JaVale is good. Give me Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson as the like road, road tripping. tripping podcast, but like veteran mentorship to the guys. I would rather have those two guys than. I would much two. rather have them than Beasley and Lance Stevenson. Exactly. So like that's my only thing with it. Like I feel like you're I feel like you're putting so so much noise and so much craziness into one arena and saying, "Hey, this is just going to be literally a TV show." This is <laughs> this is the audition tape for Hard Knocks in the NBA. Oh, it would be so great. I would love that so much. You would stay up every night watching this if you could. No, I would just like record it. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I would record it just so I could watch it more than once. And okay, and let me rant on this too. The murals, like this is the NBA uh, so m- dumb. mural season, okay? Newsflash, all right? There are people that live in your city that don't like your team. Yeah. <laughs> what what LA do people is a city not understand? <laughs> exactly. What do people not understand about that? Of course it's going to happen. Like who I don't understand. It's like, "Oh my gosh, the fan- Lakers fans don't deserve him." Who said what? What are you talking about? Just because it's in like I just I don't understand that man. Like it's just common sense. There's people that live in your city that are not Lakers fans. It's just part of it. Who cares? Also, since Jordan, ha- there's not been a player that has had more fans of a single player that are not fans of the team, you know, than LeBron James. So it could be those guys too that are like, I just hate that he went to the Lakers because I hate the Lakers and blah blah. blah. You know, I've hated the Lakers yeah. for so long. The you know the pup we had the puppets and there's always this rivalry and can't stand to see him wearing a lakers jersey you know there's just guys like that too yeah but the dirk the dirk mural is still up still up and good yeah i people were quote tweeting that today and be like yeah it's about time they did something this thing's been up for years it's (laughs) i I hope people are not reading my tweet there's more than one Yeah, there's like one right around the corner too, and it's just like, and obviously it's then I took the picture at a freaking angle. Like, yeah, everybody was saying that the, the right arm was super. Long. I texted Nick. I'm like, what do people not understand about angles and pictures? That's why we're here to explain the geometry of angles on the basketball court and on murals. <laughs> oh man, wow, what a that was weird. We just said that at the same time. We've been doing this too long. We have been doing this too long. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. We'll have more coming this week. We still need to do our uh, our all time our all time lineups in honor of Dennis. Oh yeah, because Dennis did it in honor of Dennis. So we'll do that probably sometime this week. We're also probably going to drop to three podcasts per week. So uh, tweet us if you guys have a specific days that you want the podcast. Tweet us if you want weekdays. You know, we'll go with whatever people say so uh, we're not doing it on the weekends so don't ask for weekends so something monday through friday three days through monday through friday uh we'll shoot for monday wednesday friday but if you, you know if so if a lot of you come at us and say hey we want thursday maybe something about thursday also i want to give a shout i want to give a shout out to brandon hadley brandon uh, works, at a, works at a church in arlington reached out to me and said hey man i listen to y'all's podcast all the time while i'm at church while i'm working at at my church in Arlington. So shout out to you, Brandon. Keep doing the work. And uh, it's good hearing from you. Throw up that extra prayer, Brandon. <laughs> Every well, prayer can save a life. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have, Nick. <laughs> okay, I thought you look like you were going to say something else. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>